Lee. And I'm Alex. We're going to take a deeper look at cultural philosophy behind martial arts. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Combat Thoughts. This week we are speaking to Alex Salisbury. Alex is a black belt from Southeast England. He uh, runs Novo BJJ where he's the head coach and uh, we just have a discussion about jiu-jitsu culture really about uh, his history coming up in the sport, why BJJ is so political, the differences of gi and no gi and uh, where the sport is going in the future. So I hope you enjoy. All right, mate. Take us back to yep. the start. What? Where do we begin? Jesus. If you go <laughs> right, right back to yep. when I was in primary school, I went to like a couple of um, kickbox, no, karate classes. I don't remember that well. It was called Cooksaw. It was actually a friend I went to school with. It was his parents. He used to run the, uh, like run it. And um, I can't, I vaguely remember going like, and then I think I was getting in trouble was like at school. My mom then wouldn't let me go. <laughs> I think that's how it stopped. I, I think then it just fizzled out and I didn't go because I wasn't behaving. I wasn't doing my homework or something. I was young. I was like. Oh, you weren't getting into fights? Like, No, no, no. It wasn't like okay. that. It wasn't. It was more just like prattling around. I was, I was really young. It must have been like seven, eight, something like that. So it wasn't like, it wasn't really a thing. Do you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. I think it was just more of I was being. I'm not doing my, my homework and stuff. And then oh, yeah. I didn't go. I, I can't really remember. I remember going to it, but I feel like I maybe only went to a few sessions sort of thing, mm-hmm. but I was mm-hmm. still friends with the kid, the kid's parents and stuff. I used to go around his house and that. And um, so that was like the first thing I'd done. And then, then I started going to boxing classes. There was like a local boxing club. I went there when I was, oh man, how old was I when I went there? I was still quite young, maybe I was in my teens. Um, I used to go to that maybe once a week, sort of thing. There was there was actually some really good boxes there that sort of um, that, that were decent amateur boxers. I never fought anything. I used to just go there and just do the classes and spar a little bit, and, and that was it. And then even that kind of like fizzled fizzled out for whatever reason. Maybe the age that I was. Um, and then I think I think it was like get to that age of where you start sort of. 14, 15, 16, going out like late evening with your friends and just, just arsing around. So I didn't sort of like do that. And then that's when I got into sort of grappling and MMA. So uh, I started, what did I do? I went to my friend, a good friend of mine was, was already training. And he was training at a place in Hastings. Right. Bear in mind, like sort of, I'm, I live in like Eastbourne area. He was training in Hastings with, with, a, with someone, he used to go there. Then the guy that he was training with was like a blue belt at the time. He was teaching in Eastbourne. And I remember like watching UFC and I was like, oh, I really want to do that. That looks fucking awesome. And I went to a class of him and it was like mats down in um in like a sports hall sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Literally. And um, went there. I can't really remember. I just remember getting beaten up. I just remember getting like, <laughs> like choked out and shit. Like it was just, it, it was it was a rough night. And then from then, I think I'd done a few sessions and then that kind of not fizzled out, but then it sort of stopped and I ended up training. What did I do? I can't remember which one did I do first. There was, I think then I went to like, at the time there was a, 
like a karate kickboxing club, which is still around actually in in my hometown, and they were running what was called like grapple and strike classes. Mm-hmm. So you could go along to that. So we started going along to that as well. Um, again, I was always awful just to get beat. And my, and my friend was like, maybe been training like a year or something before before this. So he used to just beat me up all the time. Um, and then uh, that happened. I done that, and then from then then. Then there was a guy in the town who was like a, a Polish wrestler. He was like a good Polish wrestler. He was doing like MMA grappling classes sort of thing. Then started going to train there. And I was doing that. And that was just no-gi MMA training. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty tough. Like he had some of his uh, like Eastern European friends there. And they used to like rough us up <laughs> a bit as well. So we were a kid. It was, it was tough, mate. We were, we were kids, man. We were so, like... So you just bounced from club to club at this point, just getting roughed up by... Pretty much, yeah. Everyone you've got... beat up everyone. <laughs> Why the yeah. fuck do you keep coming back? Mate, I don't I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't how it is now where it's like, oh, just jumping from club to club sort of thing. It was kind of like it wasn't really a thing then. Um mm. like people were training the grappling strike there, then they were training with the the, the place that was called it was called Sparta MMA. And um I'm still sort of friends with with that guy now. And he was probably like my first instructor, um, really. Mm. Um he and then he, he had that gym for a long time, even when I sort of moved on to um, like another gym. And then even when I opened my own gym, he he was his his thing was still around. And then he I think he lives in Cyprus now. No, Cyprus or Greece? One of those one of those who lives out there. He like lives a cool life, just just doing his thing out there, and he still trains and stuff. So, but yeah, so the Polish guy. Yeah, yeah, the Polish guy. So there was like there was <laughs> like the people that were there as well were sort of people I train with now as well. Like some of that, like that was like the only grappling thing there. Then there was a, then, then from that, he had a friend that was teaching jujitsu who was the same, was the same guy that was the blue belt teaching in the um, sports hall when I was, when I was younger, which I didn't, I didn't really know at the time. I only sort of like put two and two together later. And then he was, he would teach like a gi class on a Saturday at this guy's gym. So I used to do that as well. Again, get beat up. Then the guy um, who was teaching the gi class, who was his friend, he was the jiu-jitsu guy. He was then also teaching at this, um, at the kickboxing, no, the, the karate kickboxing gym that I originally went to. So what we would do then was kind of like train at both places. And they, they, were, they, were, cool, they were cool with that because they were friends. They would help each other. They were like the first two people in the town that had any sort of grappling experience. Um, and then... Um, what happened? What happened? We were, I think I, we stayed more training with the Polish guy, Adam. And um, for whatever reason, no, no, no reason more than other. I think it was just convenient or whatever. Then I went, um, I went on holiday, uh, skiing with my dad and I and snowboarded and I come back and he'd, he'd moved away for a while. He'd, he'd, he'd had to go away for a while from the town. So he wasn't there. So, the class, so there was no classes. So myself and whoever whoever was else was there, the majority of people went and then trained at um, the the place where the jiu-jitsu guy was teaching, who then became my second instructor, who mm-hmm. then, that's who I trained with for a long, long time. We trained there, um, which, which was cool. Like I, I trained there from, like I was a white belt. Uh, and then... It sounds like it was a small grappling community around that part if you kept 
Yeah, it was. Because Eastbourne's small, mate. Eastbourne's like a shit version of Brighton. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like Brighton without more fun, sort of thing. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't a thing, man. Like, it was like, it wasn't, there wasn't anybody else. Like, these these guys are both sort of 10 years older than me. So I started, started training, um, at, like, just, for, for, not full-time as in, like, just, like, that was my sole place, training there. My, my friends were training there as well. My friend that got me into it, he was, like, a belt above me every time like he like I got my blue belt when he got his purple sort of thing um so what what age were you at at this point when you sort of started um yeah going training like with, with your second instructor let's say yeah I think I was like I was at college I remember like yeah I remember I was I was at college so I think I was like 16 17 around that sort of age like first first year of college um okay. Yeah, so I was quite I was quite young, not as young as sort of people like start now, you know. But at the time, that was kind of what it was, you know. Like there wasn't really anyone younger than that. Kids classes mm. started kind of from then. Do you know what I mean when they when my instructors mm. started putting kids classes on? I think I was like a blue belt then when he started doing that. So it was it was sort of um, like fairly new, you know. Um, and yeah, we trained there. Then he he ended up getting his own own gym. Um, which obviously myself and the other students followed like from the, uh, from the gym that we were at um, and then stayed with him all the way up until my black, until I got my black belt. Um, and then well, unfortunately we ended up falling out, which oh, I'm not going to get into is, is what it is. Um, and then, and then obviously I, I went and sort of done my, done my own thing, which wasn't what, which is like, Oh, we like, I went done my own thing. We fell out. We were, I done my own thing. I made Nova, and then things off that resulted in us sort of falling out, which wasn't mm. the plan. Oh, supposed so, to say like, do you mean? So you had planned to make Nova beforehand. It wasn't that you fell out and then uh, had to put together your own gym or anything. No, 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 no. We were. I was. I was. We were. Uh, I was connected with 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 my coach at the time. Mm-hmm. Still and made the um, made the gym. And then there was a lot of politics to that, which when the gym was sort of going through and there was some back and forth that neither of us were happy with, I suppose. And uh, and that led to to us sort of falling out and going our separate ways. So then, and that was when, I think I'd been like a black belt maybe six months because I the plan with, with Nova, with the gym, was accidental. It was completely accidental. It wasn't. The I was teaching at the place that I started to rent of Novo, um, for um, as an affiliate of my instructors. Mm-hmm. But then the the owner of the gym was basically just like, "Look, this isn't working. I can't afford to have jujitsu here anymore." And we were like, "All right, fair enough." And then that's when the conversation come up, being like, "I'd like to try and make a guy of this in in the, in Hastings, which Hastings is like half an hour drive from Eastbourne, so it's like a it's like a separate town." And I wanted it to be like a um, an affiliate of the thing of, of, of my instructors. That was always the plan. And then obviously it just, it, it didn't work out, you know? Um, and obviously I just carried it on. So I don't want to, here, here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to, obviously I don't want to get too much into your personal bit if you don't want to talk about it, but this is always a, a thing with jujitsu in particular is that it gets weirdly territorial and political more so it seems than any other martial art appears to. It's always weird, yeah, really it does, weird. It, yeah, it's it, it is a weird one. It's a weird one. I have this conversation with, with my students now. I live this now on the other side. 
and it is hard because you you put a lot into students, and I'm, I'm we I'm sure he has his points and stuff, and I have my like my points and that, and we see see things from different sides, you know, um, and and I get that, but yeah, jujitsu is a funny one, you know, because like myself, I feel like I put a lot into my students, um, and if they maybe leave one day and join another gym or open up, they could open up a gym next door. Who knows? You know what I mean? But it's a hard one because you feel connected to that person. But at the end of the day, they are paying you as well. Like my students like paying, they pay, they pay a membership. So it's a hard, it's a hard balance between having that sort of good connection with someone, but also they're paying for a service as well. Like you're not doing it for free. I think it's a bit different if you were like coaching someone for free and then uh, like, not that I, I, I don't, I don't think I've done any, like I didn't go and open a gym next door or do anything snake or anything like that. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But like, if someone done that in your, in your sort of, um, I don't know, you're, you're giving a lot to them and then they do that. Like people, people mm. get upset, offended, angry, like all different sort of emotions. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. And it's a shame how it all went down because it wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. You know what I mean? It wasn't what, what was supposed to happen, but everything happens for a reason, you know, and it is, it is what it is. So. So this is one that we talk about quite often. Um, the fact that it, it is a service, but it is also kind of like a, a whole family group. It's a mm. funny line. It is a funny line to tread. It is yeah, kind of a, a hard balance to strike. I mean, what mm. do you, do you have any further thoughts on it? Like, well, how do you normally, how do you find that balance? What as 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 a coach student back then or as a coach now? As a coach now, I guess. Oh, mate, as a coach, I, I speak about this a lot because, again, a lot of my students now were people that were around all of this when it happened. You know what I mean? And um, um, I try and sort of just take it as it is. It is what it is. I've had I've had people like leave leave the gym, uh, leave my gym and stuff, and go to other gyms, and it is what it is. Like. Uh, recently had a guy come to the gym from another sort of local gym um, and he's sort of gone back to the, like, the other gym. Now, a lot of people could get really offended and, oh, fuck this guy, what a dick, whatever. Man, I'm not like that. Like, it just, yeah, it just wasn't for him, you know? Like, it, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like, I can, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone, you know? Like, uh, I try and make the gym a good place for everyone. Like, if, 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 if someone leaves, then it's my fault. It's not their fault. Do you know what I mean? It's my fault for not providing the service that they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I, that's a very refreshing view of it. Um, and yeah, I, I think it seems like the right approach to me, <laughs> to, the right yeah. approach to have. Because uh, I think there is there is a bit of an issue, I guess. Um, yeah. It sounds to me like you're not, not coming from a place of uh, ego, which is where um, I think a lot of uh, our sport can can surround itself on right is there's a lot of egos there's a lot of characters yeah massively mate you, that that that's the worst thing about this sport. this whole like yeah you leave your ego at the door that's bullshit that's, that's not true <laughs> i know it's it, we, i mean we spoke, i think we we had uh this guy preet mickelson on i'm not sure if you're mm. aware of him um okay yeah. he he um he, he also laughed about it because we if, i i also mentioned like like what you just said uh it's all about jujitsu is all about like yeah no ego all this stuff but it, it's totally not the case no, like some of the some of the black belt like some of the most important black belts around the world are like the, some of the most ego driven people 
mate, this is the thing, mate, 100%. Like, just because you're black, but doesn't mean you're like a good guy or something. Like, there's fucking, there's, you got white belts that are like dickheads, and you got white belts that are nice guys. You got the same thing with black belts. You got black belts who are the, yeah. the nicest guys in the world, and you got black belts that are just fucking idiots. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't really change anything. You know what I mean? Like, no. some people change over time. Sometimes some get worse. Than some get worse mm. with the belts they get. You know what I mean? Or the better they get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have heard a, an argument, though, that you kind of, at least within a competitive environment, you kind of need an ego because otherwise you're not going to be the guy. You, if you want to be like the best, mm. you've got to want yourself to be the best. You know, you've got to be going out there and getting it. I mean, yeah, definitely. It, yeah. For guys who are like aiming high in the competitive yeah. spectrum, it kind of filters out the people without an ego because they won't get anywhere. Yeah, definitely. It just got to be healthy. It's got to be healthy. It's got to be like, um, like you, you, you see it like in my gym, right? With the guys, you have guys be like, get rounds with each other, and they're if not not if one guy's significantly better than the other person, but if they're both decent, they they'll be like, they'll be like telling each other after, like I whooped you, like I scored this, I done this, I done this. But it's it's all in sort of jest, but in a good way. I mean, I have it with machines. I have it with machines all the time. Like, like we're, we're always fucking around, being like you, like saying. Like, uh, oh, you can't take me down. You can't do this. I smash you. You can't do this. But it's 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 serious in the sense that we're all trying to get better. Um, but it is with jest as well. Like, I'm sparring. We're sparring hard. We're sparring hard. I, I don't. I'm not trying to get scored on like by 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 anyone. You know what I mean? Um, because I want to. I want to be good. I want to get better at my technique and, and stuff. And but we do have that thing at the gym where like someone will like say. As I say, I'm rolling with one of my high-level students, and and, and they, they pass my guard or, or they take me down. They they'll look at me and they be like, they they just laugh and they be like, ah, fucking got you. This is this is three points. I fucking got you. Do you know what I mean? Like this this happens, and it and I'll be like, for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? But like in, in a good way, and we laugh it off, and and it is what it is what it is. It's never because I don't I don't let it become a thing in the gym of being like egotistical. We're like, oh, I'm better than this guy. Jiu-Jitsu is a, mm. Jiu-Jitsu, everyone knows who's better anyway. You know what I mean? Who's who's good? Obviously, people have good days and bad days in the gym, but like, it's everyone knows where they're at a little bit, you know. Yeah, the guy with the big pile of medals is normally the best one. To yeah, that's their default. <laughs> big, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, we'll keep them, mate. <laughs> I know. I, I can't believe default medals. Like, if I hadn't won a single match, I, I got to at least win something. In order to go and take that medal, I'm not gonna. No, if I don't win, I mean, if you get a bronze medal, and you had, but you had one match to get. You won. No, you had, you had two matches. You won your first and lost the second. Then you fucking deserve that medal. Yeah, but not if you had like any color medal and and you had one match and lost. You could. Do you know what? You can. I'd walk you out. Say, yeah. Say it's a straight final. I don't know. Say it's a straight final. Say me and you fight. Straight final. You win. You get gold. I get default silver. I can do a picture with my silver if I want, but I've got to make sure I say what the fuck that silver is. <laughs> Can't be stunting being yeah. like, yeah. Silver at the fucking British Championship. <laughs> oh, no, mate. You had one match and you got fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Say it how it is. Funny story, actually, on, on that subject is um, the British a few years a few years back, I had, I think, my guy didn't turn up in my weight division. I was only had one fight. My guy didn't turn up. And they gave me the default goal. And then I fought in the absolute. Lost first match in the absolute. Fuming, pissed off. Walked out the venue, had this fucking default, went and chucked it in the bush in anger, right? 
And this was fucking years ago as well. And one of my students back then, who's like still a student now, a friend, uh, Steve, he's like picked it out of the bush, right? And as we're driving home, he's like, oh, well, I can't. And he's like, oh, I got, I got your medal, mate. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, sort of thing. <laughs> and at the time, I was, I was living at my mum's house because uh, uh, me and my wife were waiting for uh, a flat or a house to go through. So we were like there for like a, a few weeks while that was going through. And it was there, I went in the house and I just, I told him the story, like showed him the medal. Still to this day, I bear in mind, this is like, I was a brown belt or maybe even a purple belt. It's, they have it on a fucking uh, hanging in the kitchen, in their kitchen. I said to them, you need to take this down. This is ridiculous. This isn't a real medal. This is false. This isn't real. <laughs> but my mum is flat. I'm like, no, darling, this is, this is, this, this makes me proud. I'm like, no, you don't understand, mum. Take this fucking medal down. <laughs> Like, I'll give you a better one. I've actually won, but she, she won't have it. <laughs> it's a deep heart medal sitting in my mum's house. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I um, yeah, I find it weird. You're saying about like you've got to explain to people what you're doing if you're putting up a picture yeah. of like a default thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously we had the uh, it was grappling industries. Uh, was it was it a week ago? Was it last week? Was it the week before? I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe two know. weeks. It wasn't ago. long ago. It was very recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I got my ass handed to me in oh, two right. of my three matches. Um, yeah. First one at Purple Belt. Bob, and, it? Yeah, it is. So Steve fortunate. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. But fortunately, the third guy did pretty well, won that one, got the bronze and yeah. put it up. But you know what? The number of people who have said congratulations to me and... Mm. I've had to weigh up between just being like, thanks and being like, no, I don't deserve it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but mate, you do, you do deserve it. This is the thing. You're not, you're not trying to like stun it. Like, Oh, I've done this. I've done that. Do you know what I mean? It's you, you fought hard. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying I don't deserve the medal. That's fine. Mm. But people mm. seem more impressed with it than they should be. That's my problem with it. But some people are though. <laughs> this is the thing. Like to some people that have never competed, like, Winning any medal, it's like you go to the, mm. say you go to the Olympics, you win a bronze, you win a bronze medal. Like you're go back to your country and you're like loved, you know. Mm-hmm. We that's what we think. To them, they're they're fucking pissed. There's a gold medal. You're a, if you're an Olympian, it's not they're not they're not happy with it. You know, and it's the mm. same how we we have that feeling. You know, you could um, win, you could win like ten matches to and get a silver at, at like the world championships. Some people will be happy with that world champion mindset is they're not happy with that. That's a loss. That's a loss. But to everybody else, you, you, that's it. That is impressive. It actually is an impressive goal. Like if the people that are winning, say the like the Euros is on right now, right? And people that are getting people that are meddling at the Euros in brackets where they're winning matches, fucking impressive. Really impressive. Gold, uh, silver, or, or bronze, obviously gold. But um, to the competitors, a lot of the time they're, they're not happy with it, you know. And that's just hmm. what it is, you know. But that's the ego thing again, isn't it? Because yeah. unless you've got that ego, unless you think you're the guy who should get gold, yeah, definitely. At the high level competitions, you might not. No, mate, it's hard. And do you know what? As well, there's so many factors to competition that like people don't realise on the outside, like uh, bad refereeing, um, accidentally bad refereeing, like mistakes being made, like without them realising, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of kind of been a bit too late. Shit refereeing, which sometimes there is, um, referee like. Uh, like mistakes being made, simple mistakes we might make as competitors, um, tactical errors, you know, like stalling accidentally, going backwards out of bounds, things like that. Like you, you can't, you can't help that, you know. Sometimes, and it could be like a 
to the outside eye, oh, you lost. You lost the finals or you lost your first match. Hey, you might have lost it by an advantage. You might have lost it by a ref decision, a penalty. You know, lots like, a man, like I fucking, mm. when I done the, I done the Nogi Euros as a brown belt, I lost the finals by a fucking penalty for stalling. And I, and I, was, I just got, I got put, I was on my back foot a lot. And I was just like, fuck man, like what, sh- what a shit way to lose. Is that, I feel like that was worse to lose that way than losing by that like, submission, you know? Um, because it was, it could have been so close. So there's a lot of factors to it, you know? Sometimes you get whooped outright. I've, I've had matches before in the past, where I just got beat. I got, got wrecked, you know, or got, 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 got submitted or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always different factors to and, and this, uh, this is the other thing I think what's quite good with Smoothcom as well now you can kind of see it as well you can look at matches and be like oh this guy lost to this guy this guy lost to this oh how did he lose oh nil nil okay that's a ref decision oh he got submitted or oh, it's fucking 20 nil you know you can kind of see where people are at and you know I don't I don't know how other people feel me personally I don't judge someone on their credentials like if they've won the Euros if they won the Worlds if they won this they won that it's who they've beaten. You know, some if you look at like you could go to the you could go to the British Championship to have one match, be British champion, tell everyone you're British champion. That's great, cool. You could go to the Brighton Open, which we know is fucking busy, and have like ten matches there in the absolute or something, or like a grappling industries where you fucking fight loads of people and beat some cool cool people. Yeah, it's not it's not a big title or anything, but bro, like you beat some fucking big names, you know. Hmm. Like you have people like like like. Jed and Ross Nichols and that, like all competing mm. at places like Grappling Industries are like the best guys in the country, you know? Yeah, that actually surprised me that, that like Ross was competing at the Grappling Industries recently. I don't yeah, know why it surprised me, but... I, working. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what, Grappling you Industries... Know what like, yeah, you've got people like, like Ross will, will compete there, you know what I mean? He's And he's like one of the best guys in the country. Like... Yeah, like Jed will compete on local shows and local events like that as well, you know. The and entire like, Drake team was there. Yeah, they're all, mate, you've got like Ashley Williams who just won trials, bro, like competing there. Yeah, you've got some people who sit in their gyms be like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I ain't doing fucking this. I'm too good for this. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing the big comps. Like, mate, is it maybe because you don't want to get whooped by some local guy? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, you're putting it on the line. You're putting, because it happens. It does happen. You'll get, because like we just said, someone like, Rod, like Ashley, something like that could make a tactical mistake. The ref might not like him, make him lose a match. That's a match they got a loss on there to somebody. Someone else going home being like, I just fucking beat the guy that won the trials. I just, do you know what I mean? He's about to go to ADCC. So fair play to all these people, mate, because a lot of people, when they get to a certain level, they're like, fuck that. I can't be getting exposed on any local tournaments because we all know you've all been to gyms. I know I have where there's guys that don't compete, but are fucking good, mate. Just because they're not a competitor. Mm. And they could just be having that, just having a little out in a little local comp, and ruin your fucking day. You know what I mean? If they if they if they come out of the woodwork, you know. There so, is, I think, there is a certain skill to competing, though. I mean, um, uh, Robert Deagle, for example, does compete in a lot of local shows, and it's mm. because he thinks that you know the whole, um, you know, the whole lead up to a fight, the whole uh, getting ready on the day, having the right food, yeah. getting the right, getting everything nailed down. There's a certain skill yeah. to competing itself. Um, yeah. So for him, competing very regularly in lots of local tournaments is just part of him getting ready for ADCC or whatever big competition mate. he's going to do. Hundred percent, it kills your nerves as well. I think like. I, uh, the more you compete, the more normal it becomes as well. Mm-hmm. Like if you compete 
if you compete once a year, maybe you find a bit nervous. You don't you, like you need to get used to that thing of being around competitors, being around that environment, the referees, the different style of what competition brings and how you fight um, is obviously different to how you go in the gym. Um, some people really struggle with nerves, you know. Um, I, 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 I do get nervous, but I don't. I get nervous in the sense because I want to perform well. Um, yeah. Like, I'm quite lucky I speak with this with other people that are in the same boat. Is I used to fight, I used to fight MMA before I'd done jiu-jitsu. So when I went into jiu-jitsu, it didn't feel a, a daunting at all because from going from MMA to jiu-jitsu where it's a lot sort of, you know, I punch you in the face. You're not the only guy. Obviously, when you, when you fight in MMA and things like that, you're in the, you're all there and everyone's on you at the time you're fighting, you know? MMA, MMA was so terrifying that I remember before one fight, I was like, well, at least I'm wearing dark shorts. So if I piss myself, <laughs> no one's going to be able <laughs> oh, to see great. it. But that's I was great. like, but this is like a, I was like, this isn't, un, this isn't an unrealistic scenario. No, mate, I no. honestly thought, yeah. I honestly thought you weren't going to say piss and you were going to say <laughs> shit yourself. No, that would be yeah, bad. bad. That would be bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking funny. While we're on the subject of competition, um, Ish, kind of. Um, well, why do you compete? Why do you do it? Right. Oh, I don't know. Maybe get some cool highlight reels. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, mate, do you know what? I just like to do it. Honestly, I, I'd like to do it. Like, I will compete in a fucking local tournament. Like, any I'll, I'll compete in the big tournament when we can travel abroad. I'll compete abroad. I have competed abroad. I like it, man. I, I, I enjoy enjoy I enjoy it and I think it, I think I think it's good I think it's good fun um I'm not gonna be like oh I'll do it because I want to be the best in the world do you know what I mean I, I, I want to be the best I can like I do mm-hmm. um but man I just enjoy it I just I like I like competition uh I like winning the medals I think it's good as well as an instructor to to prove that I can still compete you know mm-hmm. like um uh, 31 uh 31 next week and I'll compete master I compete adult I quite like being this age because I, I was it was quite hard to get matches at brown and, and black um, where I was quite young at the time so, so like, one, like I said sometimes there's one person in the division or two people whereas now I can get more if it like say I can look at a division but, oh there's no one in adult black oh, I can do adult um, master and vice versa you know so that is the best thing about it and I, mate, I just like it I like the buzz of competing I like trying to see, like, really got sort of into my wrestling again. I've, I like to go and see if I can take people down as well, as well as the, the like, jiu-jitsu sort of thing, you know. Um, that's, quite, that's kind of it, really. Well, I mean, it's a massive... Yeah, what's... Oh, sorry, I, go ahead, John. I, go ahead. I was just going to say it's a massive part of, like, jiu-jitsu culture. More, more so than any other martial art I've ever done. In Muay Thai, there's, there is a competitive culture, but in Jiu-Jitsu, it's like everyone is pushed to do it, no matter what your sort of skill level is. And that's partly to do with the accessibility, the fact that you're not getting blasted in the head all the time. Yeah. But I do think there's more to it than that. But I find, I find that people... Um, are generally like you say pushed, but I also I I do find that many people are just m- much more open to it as well. Like without even I know I know there's a lot of uh, particularly like at white belt level a lot of people at our gym 
that like the coach doesn't mention competing at all. Like it's not really part of a discussion and he doesn't like push it on anyone, but mm. the, there are bad people, you know, saying, Oh, I'm going to compete at this next one. And I'm going to compete at this next one. And yeah. And I, like I say, I, like you said, I think it does have something to do with the fact that you don't get punched in the face. Right. I think, I think that as well, like it, it's, some gyms aren't just like that. Like when, when I was sort of, um, when I, when I used to train at like uh, my instructor's gym at the time when I was a color belt and that, and I was really one of the only, like he was competing, he competed up, like he was, he would compete, but no one else really did. Like he was, he was competing, uh, up and up until black belt sort of, um, but then he, when he sort of stopped competing, I was, I was competing. He would, he would still compete a bit, but obviously he was running the gym and stuff like that. I think, um, but obviously comes half as like, some instructors when they're sort of like teaching and stuff but it wasn't a big emphasis on loads of people competing you know it was kind of like i was competing and then the, the um some of the other sort of lower belts would would occasionally come you know and i tried to like round a few up at the time and i feel like competition wasn't as big then as well and like my friends that were training were like i was the highest belt out of my friends who were like personal friends and and and, and after this day and stuff that were like um they would say i was like a brown but they were purple and they were competing and they would be like competing like regularly every month as well so i think it just becomes a cycle of your environment like okay mm. this, i see him he could do it. okay i'll do it and now because yeah. my dream is very sort of competition heavy i don't force people to compete either at all i never force people but people come up to me and, oh, i want to do a competition because they see me compete, they see the high level brown belts compete, purples, blues, even the good like white belts that are sort of like double gold and a white belt. They're like, not that they think, oh, it's easy, but they probably look at me like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it, you know? And yeah. I think that's kind of what happens if, say, there's one person or two people at the gym com- competing and the majority aren't, then the, then pe- it, it'll be harder, I think, for people to then go and compete, you know? Yeah, there's a certain momentum when everyone around you is doing it as well. And when people ahead of you, people more advanced than you are doing it, it's like I sometimes wonder why I've started competing. And I feel like it's just because it was kind of like the done thing. I wasn't there to like test myself or to find out how good I really was. It was just kind of moving along with the flow. And now I'm in this cycle of competing and I'm actively going out and seeking it a lot more. Yeah, because you kind of like accidentally fall into it, you know? Yeah. Like you accidentally, play, you know, oh, I actually quite like this. So it's like jiu-jitsu as a whole. Like I say, jiu-jitsu is fucking great, but it fucks you. It catfishes you. You do it and you're like, <laughs> oh, this is actually really good. And then it fucking takes over your life. It's what you're going to do. It's the best thing. It's your life. <laughs> well, the one thing I do that I think competition does give me is... um. All right. So in the gym, people talk about like wanting to sort of try out different techniques and play with different things, right? If I don't have competition, I kind of wonder where I draw the line of like, when do I stop just playing around and trying to develop new techniques? Because if I didn't have a competitive thing, I could obviously test the techniques, like pressure test them in class. But forever, I could just experiment and try to do wild styles of jujitsu and just develop it more and more and more that way. And I'd never have anything to work out if it was all legit, all as all in its own package. 
Yeah, definitely. I think as well, like people in the gym work out your game, don't they? So oh, there is that as well. Yeah. Yeah, they know what you're going to do. And then some people like say, no, you can do in the bit. Say if you're significantly better than someone in your gym and you like roll with them, you're going to keep doing the same thing. And they, unless someone shows them a counter or some defense, whether it's yourself or uh, someone else, like they ask someone else, whatever, it, it's always, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. You know? mm. And I think competition is good for that because everyone kind of gets better. Like I've fought some people like, uh, like three times, you know, and like, like the guy that I fought at Grappling Industries in the finals of the Absolute fought three times. So I beat him the first time. He beat me the second time. And then, so this was like the third time of us competing, you know. So we both knew each other, what, what, what each other was going to bring. So we're, we're, we're pals as well, you know. Like we, we, we have contact with each other and we get on well and we have a laugh and that. And we both knew exactly what we were going to do to each other. And you shit talking uh, before competition. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was, it was actually quite funny. It was quite funny. We were. It was like quite a big bracket. So you're running it on two mats, and he had just got off the mat, and I just got off the mat. Both in our semis, and I've like pointed to him, and I shouted. I was like, "Hey, Ty!" I was like, you're "Fucking dead!" <laughs> and he started laughing. Like, I'm gonna fuck you up, like in like a, in like a cool way. And I think that that was was quite good. And like people were laughing and that, and then everyone watched the match, and we just fucking butted heads and tried to like run each other off the mat for like five minutes so it was it was it, it was good you know but like we both well, no neither of us was surprising but it, we both know we're going to try and wrestle and try and take each other down so you kind of cut you need to come with something stronger every time you know to, to win the match yeah i i actually um wanted wanted to kind of segue in some way into into the wrestling part and i think maybe it's a good opportunity um you you clearly like if you, if you if anyone has a look at your Instagram you clearly enjoy your wrestling and wrestling <laughs> is a big yeah. is a big yeah. part of your jiu jitsu. Um, what is your like? What are your thoughts on the current trend of jiu jitsu becoming um, like incorporating a lot more wrestling? It seems like at the moment, you know, we've we've had like leg locks and now it seems like the trend is more inco- like. Uh, more of a degree of incorporating, you know, wrestling into the game. And you see even gyms like the B team, like they're, they're, they've said, uh, you know, put it on record that they're pulling guard again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts, what on, that? thoughts on it? Yeah, mate. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it, I think it's getting that way. Um, I think ADCC is obviously massive for that. You basically can't win ADCC if you can't wrestle, like pretty much. You, 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 it's not possible. Like you're not, you're not going to be able to do it. It's, it's so far. Or you, maybe you do, but it's such a hard fucking route. Like you get, you can't pull guard for like a period of time. You get, you get like penalised for pulling guard. Um, the wrestling is so like um, so heavy there. And I think obviously all the best guys want to win ADCC. Um, and that kind of follows. So, like, if say the best guys are doing that, then the other, then the lower uh, level guys will see them and be like, oh, okay, that's the way to win. Obviously, leg locks still have a massive, massive part. I'm a fan of leg locks as well. It's something I have in my game, and I, I, I do like to use them. Um, but I think being well rounded is important, and I just think wrestling is so important because you dictate where the match is. Um, like, you can either. Like I can have a match with someone, I can be like, okay, I can take this guy down, or 
if he tries to take me down, I can defensively stop him from taking me down. And you maybe maybe I maybe I pull guard myself, but I'm never going to get taken down by by this person, right? I'm I'm pretty confident in my wrestling um, that pretty hard to be t- uh, taken down. Now, if someone's good enough to take me down in jiu-jitsu, I kind of believe that their jiu-jitsu is not going to be maybe as good as mine because, how do I explain it? Like, they spend a lot of time wrestling. So there may be, there's obviously lots of good wrestlers in the UK that are better wrestlers than me. But is there any really good, really, really good wrestlers that are also black belts in jiu-jitsu and have good jiu-jitsu as well? You know? Um, like a pr- pr- prime example, it's not even in a disrespectful way. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, I fought... One guy, uh, Grappling Industries, not the last one, the one before, who was like a successful MMA fighter, a very good wrestler, and wrestles really, really well. I watched him suplexing people in the matches before me. I was like, oh, okay, this can be good. I fought him. <laughs> we wrestled for like three and a half minutes, shot some shots. He stuffed my shots. He shot me. I stuffed his shots. It was uh, back and forth. I wasn't like anti-wrestling. We, we, we were trying to take each other down. So in the end, he had like a, a shot on him and he had like a front headlock. And I thought instead of trying to like, I was I was struggling to score a takedown. So I just sat guard, I just I sat to my guard and went to, um, I like entered into the legs and one one via leg lock uh, mm. by uh, inside hill hook. So it's important to be able, like had I was just a wrestler, I didn't have any jiu-jitsu, then I would have maybe lost. Maybe he, he would have taken, maybe he would have just been able to like outwork me and, I mean, not if I can't say I can't get the takedown, and I've got no jujitsu, or like I've got no like jujitsu from my guard, then I, I I'm fucked. You know, need to be good everywhere. Like um, the best guys in the world, they have like they have really good wrestling, have really good jujitsu, and I think it's really important to dictate where the match goes. You know, um, I don't think it's fun. I I enjoy wrestling. I think it's hard. I like the grind of wrestling. Um, I like the fact of being able to take people down not just sit to my like stick to my bum every time you know um well, I, uh, I think i think it's got a place for sure I, I i do like the fact that we're getting more wrestling into the sport again because jiu-jitsu is a weird grappling art to be fair if you look at every style of grappling through through history and around the world almost all of them are predominantly focused on the takedown yeah, it's a really yeah. weird thing that we're like, you know what, actually, don't bother with the takedown. I'm just going to sit down and we're going to go from there. It's a really weird grappling style. And I think it kind of gets more back to the roots of grappling, the fact that we're incorporating more wrestling into it at this time. Yeah, I think it needs to be there. Like, Also, I'm not hating on guard pullers. Like, there's, there's people out there that I, I could take down, they would just, but they would tap me off their back maybe also. <laughs> Or take or take my back from their guard and choke me out. I don't know, but you need to have both for sure. Like you can't just be like just have take wrestling, but then same thing. You have wrestling, a guy comes up, pulls guard. All right, then you you have then you have nothing. You need to be able to pass guard still. You know, you need to be able to do jujitsu. But if the guy is standing with you, say you're just say you have say you're a really good pass. I, I say this a lot to my students every day. I say to my students that. So if you if you're a competitor and you're a guard passer and you play top, you have to wrestle. You have to learn to wrestle. You have to come to wrestling class. And you have to wrestle. It's no good. What are you gonna do if you fucking can't take the guy down and your guard sucks? Like you're fucked. Like, unless the guy pulls guard, you're fucked. You're not gonna win. 
So it, it depends on your style. I've got guys in the gym that are really, really good guard players that, that don't need to wrestle. Some will still come and learn to wrestle, and we practice wrestling in our jiu-jitsu class as well. But we have, obviously, actual wrestling classes as well. But then it's okay because they can pull guard, you know. Um, they don't need to fought, they don't need to have a uh, wrestling for the, for their game. I do moan them about it, and I say you should have it because one day you're going to need it. And uh, they, they come and they, they they do their thing. But um, I, I personally think wrestling is, is is important for everyone. Well, do you, if people are able to play a really good guard game and then able to focus more on jujitsu. Mm. would that not be a more effect if you wanted to be competitively good would that not be a smarter way to go yeah but depend depends like how good your guard is you know is your is your guard better than this guy's passing you know uh if i invested every minute of my time training in it mm. whether it's better or not it's as good as it's ever going to be yeah well, you say you think that's more important than 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 rest than spending any time wrestling? Um, not necessarily. It's yeah. I, I, I'm not sure this is actually where I personally sit, but it yeah. sound. But if you, I mean, a devil's advocate, you playing devil's well, yeah, so. that that's the one. Yeah, devil's advocate. I mean, if yeah, you right. are able to just play guard, and that is a completely legitimate form of jiu-jitsu on its own would it not make more sense just to play guard and to focus on that rather than to worry about wrestling in the first place yeah definitely but some competitions score score higher like say like mm-hmm. um even like naga naga if you take get a takedown past and you land past uh the guard like something that's four points you get you pull guard and you sweep it's two points so two routes to get on top you know if you have a slick guard especially in nogi it's a lot harder to submit someone in nogi than it is in the gi right so you pull guard in nogi what are you trying to do sweep the guy okay that might take a while you've got gravity against you right so you've got to work even harder the guy slippery and stuff to take to sweep the guy over control on the ground or you take the guy down while you're on while you're on their feet it's less tiring you don't have gravity against you um you take the, your opponent down two nil just two two same routes you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's that kind of, and then also there is there's there's no competition in the world that scores better for a guard puller, but there is for for competition to mm. score better for for winning takedowns. Well, I think yeah. I think you 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 made a good point there. I think um, particularly for like I'm I'm just thinking in terms of like lower belts, uh, and if you're talking a competition like Naga, um, I mean it's not super easy to um yeah to be i think in nogi particularly it seems like maybe it's a bit harder to to play from like just sitting down guard from the lower belts because you don't really have the leg attacks yeah uh you can't reap the knee so actually wrestling does seem like a better strategy so at the lower belts you can actually use that and learn it um, whilst <laughs> maybe working on the other parts of your game, and as you become higher belts, and you can play those games later, yeah, um, definitely, then definitely. I think as well, because more white belt. I have a few in the gym that uh, compete at white belt, like um, from like adult to like master four as well. The guys that are sort of like middle heavy upwards, you know, like heavy, super heavy, ultra heavy. And I say to them, I say. 
I know some like some of them like like playing guard in the gym and stuff. And I said, like, boys, trust me, at white belt, I people might think I'm wrong, but in my opinion, at white belt especially, at the heavier weights, the winner ninety nine percent of the time is the guy on top. No one at white belt really has a slick guard and gonna like take your backs, like sweep you. Like we said, there's no leg locks apart from a straight foot lock they can do, and you're heavy. It's, a, it's it's so much easier to win, man. Like when you when you're on when you're on top as as, as a beginner, you know. Like, and I say this to him, and and, and it works. I've seen I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in competition when they do it, and like because it's hard to fucking. I, I know as well. Like trying to move these guys that are like ultra, like 120 kilo white belts with good base and that. Like it's not easy for me, mm. let alone like a guy that's been training one two years, casual white belt, especially the older guys. That's like. In there, I've got guys that are like in their forties. I mean, you boys, you get these, you put like another forty-year-old man on their back, white belt. They're not moving. You're gonna like whether whether they pull guard or like, as long as you don't pull guard, you win the takedown, or they pull guard, you're gonna pass their guard and you're gonna beat them. And I think it's that that rule changes obviously the the the, the more skillful they get. But then mm. the idea is that you get skillful with them and you you still practice your guard as well, and you you have you have everything in your back pockets, you're well-rounded by the time you get to black belt. We have talked a lot about like, oh, um, this is better in gi and this is better in no gi kind of thing. It's kind of um, paying into that idea that the the two sports are kind of diverging to an extent. Mm. I always wonder if that will happen in like 10, 15 years time that there's just not going to be a crossover of competition. I don't think there is. I, I think, I, I mean, I, I, I see them as separate sports. Like, mm. I see them as separate as in, like, judo and wrestling. They both have the same goal, you know, but they're fucking so different. Like, you, you, like, I can't, it's a lot harder to do certain, te- like, to play a nogi game in the gi. It, does, it doesn't work, you know, and I, and I do believe that jiu-jitsu in the gi is, is, is different to, like, say, like, like competition, like a, a purple belt can can beat black belts these days. It's super co- common, super normal. In jiu-jitsu, if you put like a, if you've got a really good like purple belt and a really good black belt, they're, they're not going to beat the black belt. Like the technique in jiu-jitsu is a lot further away in, in each belt. You know, like you can be more physical in nogi. You can be, if you're fast, explosive, strong. Look at Nicky Rod, prime example. Like a Nicky, mm. Nicky Rod at like uh, ADCC winning uh, like a silver medal, beating multiple like champions. If he put, if he went in the gi with him, he'd get wrecked, mate. He would have got. He's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. They would have, they would have destroyed him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Because of how dynamic he is, how good his like wrestling trans trans like transfers over to jiu-jitsu. He got by. You know, he got by really well with some with some good technique as well. But I see them as different as different sports. You can't gone are the days of training jiu-jitsu and doing nogi once or once a week and then competing in nogi like gone to them days you'll get fucked up bad if you do that you have to <laughs> you have to do them both like train you train gi every day and nogi every day like if you're if you're a, a competitor like you've got to do both or you pick one i found it i found it pretty impressive with the rutola brothers uh, where they like been competing no gi for ages, and then they were like, Yeah, yeah we'll throw in the gi for like a month or something, and then they yeah. competed at the what was it, the pans, uh, yeah, well, and did super yeah, we well. 
Yeah, they were, I was in the Worlds, the yeah. Yeah, then they fought in the finals, didn't they? Yeah, they I was like, was I mean, that, that was impressive. Yeah, they've been, man, they've been training Jiu-Jitsu all their lives since for, they're like five yeah. years old. They're like, exactly, yeah, they've been for... And mate, I think when, like, I think when you're, obviously when you're that, that good, you know what I mean? Like they were, uh, they are Nogi. They, they might not have had, it's not like they never trained the gi, you know, they've trained, they trained the gi mm. more than we've all trained probably together in the gi, you know? And then just, they've been obviously significantly doing no gi for a while, but they're, they're just, they're, 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 they're very, very high level, you know? And they're mm. not brown, but clearly, you know, they just ran through their division, both of them and beat each other up in the finals. And, um, uh, did Cade win? I believe Cade beat Ty. Yeah. I think like Cade, one. yeah, I think Cade yeah, won. Yeah, something like that. And that yeah, mate, so impressive. You know, it, it is it is super impressive. But I think that's that is quite common with some people. Like they'll they'll just chuck the gi on to to do that. Mm. Vice versa, they will. But when you look at like if you look at like the best tournaments in the world at Black Belt, guys will do like a fucking MMA fight camp for like Jiu Jitsu World. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and be like significantly in the gi every day. And the same for ADCC people will fully focus on no gi ain't no one wearing their gi on the lead up to, to adcc yeah you know? i have a on that subject I have often meals fisher yeah i have a, <laughs> have a rule in the gym right where i say to people i don't say oh only train don't train um i don't say that thing of like oh train gi to get better at mma train gi to get better at no gi no, i don't say that at all what i will say is if there's a gi class on right and it's a mixture of it's a matter of staying say you're a nogi guy it's a matter of staying home or going to gi go and train gi it's better to train than not to train you know and i'm a big believer in that i have some guys that only really like nogi and don't don't even train in the gi but like they'll come and put the gi on once or once a week because it's they want to train the gi class rather than not training that day and, and stuff i let them strip the gi off like if it's like a few weeks for a nogi comp they can train that in the gi class as well um I, I I do try and push the guys to train in the gi. Like I don't really compete. I don't have any plans to compete in the gi. I might do again for at some point, but I still train in the gi like, like two or three times a week. You know, but only only because I teach in the gi. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the whole reason I got into gi in the first place was simply because I was doing all the no gi classes. Mm. I needed to find a way to get extra training in. <laughs> it was the only way to start yeah. buying gi and getting into it. But I like it more now. Um, it's just it's the way. Yeah, because you know what? I, I kept, for years, I made excuses about why I preferred Nogi. And then I really thought yeah. about it, about the stuff I like about Jiu-Jitsu. The stuff I like about Jiu-Jitsu is it's really technical. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really technical, complicated yeah. sport that sort of detracts the phys- I, I like the fact that there's a physical aspect to it. And I yeah. do quite a lot of physical training, strength training, conditioning, yeah. stuff like that. But at the same time, I like it. I like the fact that it's a sport that kind of negates as much physicality as you can. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And both of those aspects are way more prevalent in the gi than they are in no gi. Yeah, this, definitely. I, I still prefer to watch no gi. It's just more fun because yeah. it's faster and more exciting. But actually, the, the whole the, all the reasons I like jujitsu, yeah, they're, they're more in the gi than they are out. So, mm. yeah, I guess I like the gi more yeah, now, and it feels really yeah. weird to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, fair play for still flying the gi flag because a lot of people hate on the gi these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, 
it, people talk about it like, oh, it's unrealistic. But I'm like, we're not actually doing realistic fighting. What we're doing is relevant yeah. to fighting, and people who can do it well can probably fight well, or they've got... That's just people that fight MMA, they just like... They would get choked out by like someone half decent at jiu-jitsu, and they're just like, yeah, it's not real. It's not a real fight. Neither is MMA, though. MMA's, MMA is still just... It's still... Mm. Uh, a, a sport it's a match sport with, with rules you know yeah all has rules yeah like if it, it's not the it's not the same if it was a if it was a fight on the street it would there, you there would be a lot more the guy would be maybe trying to bite your face or or like poke your eyes out you know it's not it's not it's still not it's the nearest it's the nearest thing to a fight for sure you know but people get really butthurt about that like I, I call jiu-jitsu matches. I, I, I don't... Some mm. people fight. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who the fuck cares? Maybe, there ain't... I tell you what, there ain't no one... There ain't no good MMA fighters crying about that. You know what I mean? You don't see guys that are like 10 and 0 MMA fighters. Like, oh, these fucking jiu-jitsu guys calling... Calling, uh, calling jiu-jitsu fights. They're not even fighting, bro. Like, guys are like lose Like, they're fucking losses on their record. Like, chill out, mate. Right, yeah. Like, relax. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I I struggle to think of it as a fight because I don't feel like there's any sort of risk. Well, there is risk of damage, of course, but yeah. I feel like that's yeah. that's always I've always felt like that's the difference is that they're trying to hurt you rather than trying to beat you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's it would definitely work in a fight. Like, I don't. I never. I know some people get into jujitsu and stuff like for self defense. Never got into jujitsu, you know, maybe like. Oh, I need it for self-defense, or I need it for because mm. I want to be good at fighting. I just happen to like it. It just so happens I like it. It just happens that it would help in a real-life scenario. You know, it's not because I'm like, oh, I need to do this. So I have, if I ever get into a fight in the street, and I need to use my jiu-jitsu or MMA or whatever. Like, it just so happens that it helps. That you know, it's not why I do it. You know? Yeah, I agree. And, and, and the other thing is that. No one's clamoring for realism in other grappling arts. That's what I find strange about jujitsu. It's the only one where we do it. No one's clamoring for um, to not be able to sp sprawl out on your belly in wrestling. And no one's saying, oh, judo shouldn't use a gi because it's unrealistic. It seems yeah. to be only jujitsu where we're concerned about this. I wonder if it's because... Uh, I wonder if it's because the, it's been so influenced, uh, like MMA has been so heavily influenced by jiu-jitsu. Mm. And I wonder if that's the reason, like, because then it's closer to, to real fighting uh, as compared to, I don't know, say judo or, or I guess wrestling was uh, heavy in, in UFC at the beginning, but still, I think like, I don't know, I feel like jiu-jitsu maybe it's just been more part of MMA and that's where the link is maybe, I don't know. <sighs> But it's a bit tenuous. And even in mm. striking arts, people aren't talking about it. I mean, people ask for smaller gloves, but no one's saying take off the gloves in boxing. I mean, uh, no, actually, that's not true. Bare knuckle boxing is a thing. But you take my point. In, in, within... you know Bare knuckle boxing has really grown, though, hasn't it? Like, it's sort of, I swear, in like the last couple of it years. It has. Big, you know? My town, the town that I live in, there's a lot. There's a lot. I say a lot. There's, there's quite a few people that are quite like into bare knuckle boxing, you know, that sort of. Don't mm. do that, and they're fucking nuts. Oh, <laughs> mate, like your fucking poor hands, you know. Well, <laughs> you, you, you know what? With like a bare a bare hand, man, you're gonna break your hand. I find like bare knuckle boxing the stuff that they put actually put on TV is wild because they make no. 
the, the thing that works about it is they make no um they, they don't pretend that they're not just trying to make a bloodbath because yeah. the way they wrap up their hands they they wrap yeah. up their wrists and leave the knuckles free yeah, not to protect your knuckles is to protect your wrists you know to like so you, so you can you so you can hit each other harder yeah, 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 like, no. <laughs> mm. but even like a boxing glove a boxing glove was never made for protecting your face a boxing glove was made for protecting your hand Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, that is that 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 is true. I think I think I think where you've got like legit fighters moving into bare knuckle boxing, like you got like Hector Lombard. He's like fucking super dangerous when he was in like fighting MMA. Like he's fighting bare knuckle boxing. You got like um, who's that? Is it Juni? Oh, what's that guy's name? The the Let Me Bang Bro from uh, <laughs> Oh Yeah. Well, no one needs to know his actual name. He's the Let Me Bang Bro guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking psychopath. You got dude fucking Mike Perry. He's actually yeah, Mike Perry. He's fine, isn't he? And Ben, because I think like that's it, that's moving people. Mate, you know, like you've even got um, Paige Van Zandt. She's fine, yeah. Ben. I feel no like wants, no Paige Van Zandt is out on a mission to Paige Van Zandt is out on a mission to prove that she's not just coasting on her looks. Yeah, not just a fit bird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> if she carries on a bare knuckle boxing, yeah, her Instagram yeah, career is going yeah. down the drain. <laughs> yeah, literally. Do you know? Wait, do you know who I am excited to see fight bare knuckle boxing? Is Chad Mendes? He's he's on his uh, bare knuckle boxing. Oh, really? Is he now? Yeah, that would be that good would, actually. He because he's he's actually a good fighter. Yeah, man, I was a massive fan of him. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to elaborate on that one, Alex. He's actually a good fighter. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, Mike Perry is pretty good as well. He's, 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 he's all right. as well, isn't he? You know? Mike Perry is yeah. actually insane. I think, he's, I think he's brilliant. Do you know what? I think they need to bring like, bring back valid. Like, someone asked me, oh, would you ever do bare knuckle? Like, hey, like I said, I, I boxed a bit when I was younger and obviously I fought MMA, but like I was... It was always to get the takedown, you know. I haven't mm. got the greatest of striking better than your normal person, but no, no, I do not. I said I would do, I would do Valley Tudor. I would, I would fight bare knuckle MMA because then I could just, just shoot and put you in your back. <laughs> but no, I don't want to stand there and fucking. Right. Hey, fair, fair play to people that do that. That fight bare knuckle because yeah, that's a that's that's a fucking tough sport, mate. Is interesting because it's still kind of a fringe sport, but you know what? So is the UFC fifteen years ago, yeah, and look at it now. That bit that if the UFC could do it back then, they're probably thinking, "Oh, we'll do the same thing with with bare knuckle boxing. It'll be like a world class sport one day." Which it might be. You never know. Well, what I find interesting is in Eastern Europe, it's it's not really become a thing in uh, in the Western world as such yet. Apart from boxing, we get celebrities fighting in boxing, but in Poland, for example, there's a whole organization called Fame MMA. And it's literally oh, like people from oh, YouTube. No. They even had, guys, they even had two dwarfs fighting. No way. Like, it's legit. The, the, and, and it was pride, a pay-per-view. saw the freak show fights and just went, we're running with this. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it is crazy. And, and like the, the headline fight of this pay-per-view was like this YouTuber guy and then some other guy who also is like a fitness influencer or oh, something. Yeah. And, um, and this... Money. And yeah, it's just, it's just a big old moneymaker, you know, and it's big show. And it, again, pay-per-view. So people are actually paying for this. 
um, yeah, it, it's a ton of money. And I, I think that's, that's, that's the bit that scares me. Like, I hope this doesn't actually, I hope this stays in Eastern Europe. Oh. I'm also Polish. So like, and it's from Poland. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm disgusted. Um, <laughs> uh, me and my, me and my good friend, Alec, who's a massive UFC fan, we look at it and we just, we just shut our eyes. Like what's yeah, going yeah. on. But oh, yeah, but hopefully yeah. it doesn't come over to the West, you know? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to the podcast and checking us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under the name Combat Thoughts. We'll see you next time. <laughs>